0: So we had an awesome time this week talking about shining the light of Jesus. We're here to talk a little bit about that this more, this, a little bit about that more this morning. Uh, sorry, I'm really distracted by all the hot dogs and hamburgers across the street um, and cotton candy, uh, so don't forget to go across the way after this. Even if it's raining, we'll have stuff, but if it's not, um, feel free to enjoy the bounce houses and everything outside. So this morning, we're going to talk about Jesus the light of the world. If you have a Bible or just one of those worship folders that we have, you can find in there our verse for this morning, which is John chapter 8, verse 12. And what we do here in the mornings when we, when we read our scripture, we stand up. And I, let me pray for us and then I'll read God's word. This is one verse. Heavenly Father, we pray that right now you would come and be with us, that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts, that we could see Jesus. We pray in his name, amen. John chapter 8, verse 12, says this, again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. But we'll have the light of life. This is God's word for us this morning, so please be seated. So this week, again, at VBS, we learned all about this idea of shining the light of Jesus. And on the, first, the very first day, on Monday, the focus, or our main lesson, was when life feels dark, we shine Jesus' light. Now, my family recently, a couple weeks ago, we went over to Cathedral Caverns, and has anyone ever been there before? Very cool place in the summer, you know, get it, it's like 50 degrees, so cool place, go there underground, and you take this walk back about, uh, what, three quarters of a mile or so, and at the end of the tour, after you see all these really neat things, what do they do? They turn off the lights. Actually, first what they tell you to do is, hey, put your hand in front of your face, And I'm going to count to three and I'm going to turn off the lights and then start moving your hand and see if you can see it. And the really interesting thing is, of course, that when you're that far deep into a cave and there's no light at all, you are in total darkness and it doesn't matter how far or how close you get to your face, you cannot see your hand. The other interesting thing, and I think this is just a social experiment, you cannot go with a group of people without somebody starting to laugh maniacally when all the lights are out, trying to scare everybody else that's in there. Now, when you've got some younger kids, it's not always so funny, but somebody thinks it's hilarious, right? Now, raise your hand. Is anyone in here scared or afraid of the dark? Has ever been afraid of the dark? A few, okay, and uh, some of us, we don't want to admit that we have been before, but maybe we have. Uh, And so also recently, earlier this week at our house, we actually lost power for a few hours. I don't know, maybe that happened to you. We had a storm come through. It was right about bedtime. Didn't really affect things too much. And so, you know, our kids were already in bed. We decided, let's just go to bed. Um, Of course, we usually sleep with things to help us sleep, like fans and white noise machines and all of that stuff. Now, again, our girls were asleep when the power went out. And one of our daughters, I'm not going to name her to embarrass her, when she woke up and didn't hear the white noise in her room and could not see her nightlight, she was afraid that she had gone deaf and blind all at the same time, just like Helen Keller. <laughs> and she started screaming, which woke up, of course, her sisters who reassured her, you are not deaf or blind. The power went out. right? And so sometimes it can be scary when we're in the dark. Nobody likes the darkness. And sometimes the world can be a dark and scary place, which honestly has nothing to do with whether or not the electricity is working at that time. So let me read our verse again this morning. Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of the world. See, the world can be a dark and scary place, but Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And, And what does he mean when he says that? Well, Jesus is actually making a pretty bold claim about both who he was and also what he came to do. Now, throughout the Gospel of John, there are seven different times where Jesus makes a statement, I am, and then he says something that goes along with it. So here, we says, here he says, I am the light of the world. Other times he says, I am the bread of life, or, or I am the good shepherd. Now, this I am that he is putting before those things is sort of significant. Actually, it's very significant. If you know the Bible at all, you might remember back in the Old Testament, this man named Moses. And what was Moses? Well, he was a prophet. And when Moses met God, there was this bush that was on fire and it wasn't actually burning up and, and God tells Moses to go to Pharaoh and say, hey, let my people go. And Moses says, well, hey, who should I say sends me? Basically, Moses asks God, what's your name? Okay, what's your name? And do you know what God tells him? He says, say, I am sent to you. Now I am, that's that's not a name, right? This is actually what a state of being. Like this is eternal state of being. I am. It's, it's, it's not a, this is not a name. Like he didn't say, hey, tell you, tell, tell him Joe sent you. Right? Tell him I am. He didn't say, he didn't say, like, you know, tell him, hey, the, the God that had known Abraham. And Isaac and Jacob sent you. Or the God that did that one thing for your people a long time ago sends you. Or the God that is going to deliver you sends you. He just said, I am. And he shows God's eternality, which means that God has no beginning and he has no ending. How do we describe God? We just say, he is. And so Jesus is equating himself with God as he says, I am the light of the world. So who is God? Jesus says, I am. Right? I am God. And what did he come to do? Well, Jesus came to be that light that shines in the darkness. Now, what does light do? What does light do? What type of functions or roles does it play? Anybody? This is not a rhetorical question. You can raise your hand, kids. Yeah. Helps us to. Okay. Helps us to see. Anybody else? Makes things clear. Makes things clear. Anybody else? What does light do? Eliminates darkness. Eliminates darkness. Yeah. Reveal. It reveals. All these things are good. We're gonna look at three br- three things briefly this morning. Okay, what does light do? What does the light of the world do? Three things. The first thing is the light shows us who we are. Okay, it shows us who we are. The second thing is that light shows us where we are. And the third thing to understand this morning is that this light, the light of the world, can be ours. Okay, so first, the light of Jesus shows us who we are and who are we. Well, the Bible talks about humanity being the crowning, crea- the crowning point or the crowning moment of God's good creation, that every human being, every boy and girl and man and woman and child was created uniquely and specially in the image of God with creativity and imagination. And, and if you want to see some creative imaginations, come spend a week with us at Bible school. Okay, and, and ask some open-ended questions and just see what happens or give, give kids a canvas or a piece of paper and some crayons and, and, and just watch what comes to life. It's incredible. It's amazing. So he, he gave us the ability to laugh and to play and to learn and to love, which is awesome. Right? So, so God created humanity in his image very specially, lovingly, but we're not perfect, are we? You know, I, we, we asked this question in our Bible time group, and a lot of hands shot up and immediately start talking about the imperfections of other people in our group. You know, it's pretty easy to see, and then it's also pretty easy to see in ourselves that each of us is, par, is far from perfect, and in fact, when we come near to the light of Jesus, we start to see just how imperfect we are. There's another prophet in the Old Testament, his name is Isaiah, and there's this time where he actually comes before God to the throne room of God, and he sees God in his brilliant radiance, this light, this splendor, his holiness, he's perfect. And the first thing Isaiah does, instead of bowing down and worshiping God, he says, whoa, hey, whoa, woe is me. Like, hey, death to me. Like, I don't deserve to be here. Right away he understands the closer he gets to the light, he sees all of his imperfections and he said, hey, my lips are unclean and I'm a man of, of, of a people of unclean lips. I don't deserve to be here in your presence. See, the light of Jesus shows us the truth about who we are, exposes us and there's nowhere really to hide. It's kind of like, I don't know, have you ever been to the dentist before? And the dentist puts you in that chair and he leans you back, or she, and they turn on that light Right, what's the point of the light? Is it just to to blind you so you can't see anything? No, it's so they can see where. So they can see inside your mouth, right? Is your mouth always a lovely place for a dentist to look? I'm guessing not. Even if you brush your teeth real good right before you go, right? That that light helps them to see what all the imperfections. All those little, what do they call them? Sugar bugs? The cavities. Everything that's wrong comes into the light when we sit back. And there's nowhere for those things to hide. The the light of Jesus is just like that. It exposes our sinfulness and our mistakes and our imperfections and our brokenness. So each of us has those things. When we come into the light, those things are seen. And the light doesn't just show us who we are, but it also shows us where we are, and the light reveals the truth that on our own, okay, left to my own devices, if you were just left by yourself, we are lost in a dark and scary world. Now, now, we might be tempted to think, okay, Jesus is the light of the world. You know, thanks for that, Jesus. Like, thanks for showing me how bad I am. I think I've got it from here, right? But, but that would be a lot like the dentist telling you that you need a cavity, and you then telling the dentist, well, I think I can take care of this. There's probably a YouTube video I can watch to tell me how I can drill my own teeth. Anybody be comfortable with that? Right? That's crazy. You know, we, we wouldn't say, hey, I, I think that I can, I can take care of this all by myself. The light of Jesus doesn't just show me what's wrong with me, but it also shows me the way back to life. It helps us find our way by knowing and seeing that Jesus is the way. See, if the dentist doesn't drill, what happens to those cavities? They get deeper and deeper, and your mouth gets nastier and nastier, and eventually, instead of having that little drill, they're just going to, what's going to happen? Your your teeth may just fall out. It's going to be pretty gross. Or maybe you'll be begging someone to pull out your teeth, right? Like, Like, hey, just take this one right there. See, when I was young, I thought you know, I hated the dentist. I, I heard that I had thin enamel. I think that just means I didn't brush my teeth enough. Um, and so I had to get lots of cavities. And I thought I'd be really smart if I just ran away right before my family went to the dentist. Like if I, if I took my bike on a really long bike ride and I missed that appointment, that I would never have to worry about those cavities again. Uh, my, my parents were smarter than that. Because they would tell, they, they stopped telling me when the appointment was so that I would just say, hey, get in the car. Where are we going? No, no, don't worry about it. And then, and then we'd go, right? Well, well why was that? Was because they loved me and cared about me and they knew that I couldn't hide from what was wrong inside of me. And God's the same way, right? He loves us too much to let us run away and hide. The whole story of the Bible is about how God made the world and how God loved the world so much, and he knew that we were lost and broken and hiding in darkness, so he came and found us. He became like us because when he shined his perfect light on us, this is the beauty of the gospel, he wasn't disgusted and repulsed when he saw us in our sin. He was moved to empathy and compassion, and he came for us. He knew exactly what we needed. And Jesus doesn't just get out his anti-sin drill and love to just grind away at your teeth, you know, like the sadistic dentists like to do. But he gave up his own life on the cross so that he could actually take care of your problems forever so you could be forgiven and have true life in him. And we sin and break God's law, but it was Jesus who takes that punishment upon himself, the ones that we deserve. And our final thought this morning is that if you know and have received the love of Jesus, not only can you live in the light, right? You don't have to be afraid of the light any longer. What happens if you stare at the light too long, at the sun too long? You go blind. It doesn't take very long for that to happen. We don't have to be afraid of that happening. We don't have to be afraid of being exposed to the light of Jesus. If we know him, if we love him, if we've received his great love for us, We actually get to have the light. What did Jesus say? He says, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but you will have the light of life. What does that mean? Jesus says, you will have me. The God of the universe you can possess because he gives himself to us. If you follow Jesus, you belong to him and he belongs to you you have his light inside of you. See, Jesus is the light of the world. There's only one, right? He is the sun, the brilliant, glorious, radiant, splendor. All of that belongs to him, and he gives light to all whom he pleases. And if you know Jesus, then in fact, you, Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, you are the light of the world. Not just he is, but now you are if you have him. So Jesus sees us Jesus knows everything about us and he loves us right? Jesus offers forgiveness he calls for us to step out of the darkness and into as the bible says his marvelous light not so he can scold us for our mistakes not so he can strap us into the car and take us to the dentist and laugh as we scream not so he can punish us for being bad See, He already knows how bad we are. He knows it far more than we do. Everything that we've ever done, everything we've ever said, everything that we've ever thought, Jesus knows it all. And that knowledge of our messiness, that knowledge of our brokenness, it doesn't push Him away, it draws Him closer to us. He shines that light on us so that we can have His light in us. So He wants us to come into His light to see how we can be a part of what he's doing, that we can be the possessors and now the takers of the light out into the dark world. You know how many flashlights it takes to light up a a dark cavern when you're three quarters of a mile deep? Do you know how many? Just one. You turn on one light and that expels all of the darkness and you can see incredible things. That's the amazing news of the gospel. It takes just one light. That light is Jesus. But he offers that light to us as well. Won't you pray with me? Father God, we thank you. We thank you that you are the light. We thank you that you invite us to come close to you. God, not so that, not so that you can punish us or scold us, not so you can tell us all the bad things that we've done. You already know those things. But so that you can heal and forgive and restore. So that you can take, because you have taken all of our iniquity upon yourself when we trust in Jesus. Lord, we pray that you would help us to step into the light. God, maybe there are people here that think that, it, that the things that they're doing are, are in secret and that no one knows. But Lord, you know. God, we can't hide anything from you. So pray, Lord, that you would be doing your holy work in us. And not only that, that you would do your holy work through us. Jesus, that we would be your light to a, a world that is dark and afraid and alone. That we could shine the light of Jesus. We pray in his name. Amen.